Blog Talk Radio. Today, Nurit Siegel Smith, the new executive director of the Music Forward Foundation, and fast rising dream pop artist Whitney Ty. And if that wasn't enough, AED joins us with her new book. It's Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. So call in, 347-215-7511, or email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, on the line with us is one of our, is our surprise drop-in guest. Well, not much of a surprise since I've been bragging about all week the fact that she's going to be with us. This is Elisa Snyderman, a.k.a. Aidi, and she's here with her new book, A Light in the Darkness. Welcome. It's so good to have you back. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Aidi, you write, you sing, you produce incredible music stories and albums like What Are Dreams Made Of? You do voices, you've, run, you've won tons of awards for your music, and now you've, you've released this book, A Light in the Darkness. You're calling it a memoir, so why did you decide to write a memoir now? I decided to write a memoir because I've been living for more than 10 years with a chronic illness. It's a rare autoimmune disease. And to be honest, Patrick, most people know me as Aidi, my artist persona. And so this is something where I have this opportunity, in addition to just creatively expressing as Aidi, I also have an opportunity, and in fact, I kind of had a yearning to do more than just express. So it was my way of being able to speak to other people who might have and struggle, you know, be struggling with chronic illness or disability or life challenges and inspire hope and courage and, you know, keep dreaming and living life to the fullest. So I'm sharing my story so that others might be inspired and be able to, you know, keep living their dreams. And you also share a story that shows how music can turn around a life and provide therapy and inspiration and in a way health too. And actually, you know, this is more than just a book. It, it's also poetry, it's illustrations, and it's kind of an intimate conversation between you and the reader. And I want to quote um, some, some lines, actually from your early songs, but you put it in the book. What if you were born knowing how your life would unfold? Now, I'm sure everyone who reads that line stops and wonders. <laughs> You've actually sort of gotten into people's heads, right? So... I don't know. What if you were born knowing how your life would unfold? What if you already knew, right? That was the concept behind that. How would your life change? You know, how would it be different if you knew everything that was to come? I think it's more fun to have a mystery and to be able to maybe look at life as uh, perhaps seeing the gifts in the curse. That's what I've come to see in my own situation you know, that we all go through unexpected challenges and hardships and that if we can come out the other side, perhaps, you know, in a better place in, a, in terms of our attitude and wanting to teach, wanting to learn, right, instead of feeling like I am my disease, I am the victim. Um, it's all, you know, that's a very big attitude shift. Well, you know, I, I remember sitting with you at the um, uh, the Music and Media Awards, or, or which you won one, and uh, you you didn't look like a victim at all. You looked like a winner. And, and uh, as I listened to your music, and I do go back and I and I listen to your music, um, everything you write really kind of hits me. And, and I want to again remind our audience of some of the things that that you've written. This is the place I never wanted to face, but it's time. Oh, it's time. I stopped playing safe. Have you ever played safe? Yeah, I feel like I played safe in several ways. I just said that I was hiding behind my artist persona so that it wasn't my voice. It was, you know, this, this AED. That means I could share all of the light and the bright and the happy. 
But, you know, to actually be able to delve into that darkness, that's why I ended up writing my memoir. Um, also, even just being at home, you know, because of the the realistic limitations on my energy, my stamina, you know, my uh, quickness to fatigue and, you know, lack of energy means that I'm home. So when I say play it safe, you know, I'm, I'm literal and I'm also figurative. Well, for, for a woman who who describes herself as having fatigue and puts out all of this great music and all of these <laughs> albums and produces these shows, I, I don't know. But, uh, uh, this book is certainly not safe. I don't think you're safe. Um, it's going to make people cry. It's going to make people laugh. Uh, and, well, you know what? We need to tell them where they can get a copy. Oh, thank you so much. It's available on Amazon. It's also available from my publisher, Crimson Cloak Publishing. But honestly, just go to a alightinthedarkness.info, and it will give you everything you need. I want to leave you, though. I just want to say that, really, if I could tell people who are going through something similar, it would be live in your place of joy, share your story, never stop dreaming, and shine your light. And I will add to that and play lots of music. Okay, Lisa, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to have you back on uh, for a longer interview, probably the first of next year, so we can really talk about it. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be with us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye-bye. We'll we'll take a quick break right now to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, our next guest is the new executive director of the Music Forward Foundation of the House of Blues. You won't want to miss this. This is going to be something. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA, always on the go. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live, welcoming our listeners on the Cyberstation.com network and all of their radio stations on the East Coast of the United States. And I want to say uh, hi to all of our listeners in England on the Artistic Echoes uh, network, who will hear us tomorrow morning because it's tomorrow. Well, you know what I mean. And also hi to everybody who's listening to us on Stitcher and who will be listening to us on iTunes and the podcast. If you have questions or comments, Call us, 347-215-7511. If you're sitting there at work with your headphones on or you're listening to a podcast, email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Oh, before we introduce our next guest, I want to give a shout-out to Shelly Paikin and Blake Morgan and everybody who worked the campaign to pass the Music Modernization Act, which the president signed yesterday. It means a lot to artists around the country and the dogged work of those two and also everybody involved in that campaign really made it possible. Thank you so much, Shelley and Blake and everybody else who worked to get that bill passed. Nerd Siegel Smith has been appointed as the new executive director of the Music Forward Foundation of the House of Blues. Now, that's an organization that contributes over a million dollars a year to music industry education. She assumes leadership as the Music Forward foundation embarks on its 25th year 25 years can you believe it and as one of the leading nonprofits in the nation creating opportunities for youth in the music industry and she's stepping into some pretty big shoes over the past quarter century music forward formerly known as the house of blues foundation has impacted the lives of a million young people with hundreds of thousands with hundreds of partners thousands of mentors tens of thousands of hours of volunteer time. But she's up to the task. She's had executive experience in grand performances, Blue Man Group, and the SAG-AFTRA Foundation. So we are happy and we are proud to welcome Nurit Siegel-Smith to Music Friday Live. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Well, with a voice like that, you should be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you uh, any day. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, congratulations. This has got to be the best job ever. 
Oh, it's exciting. Um, it's six months in now, and uh, I have been in awe of uh, my staff that I have here, the youth that I have um, been in contact with, and around the country, all the support and um, uh, exciting engagement that we've had from partners everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I spent a few years in the foundation world myself, and I know that anyone who takes a role like you're taking has to have a vision. So I'd like to know, now I know that the foundation has existing programs that you're, you're going to be mm-hmm. running, but can you tell mm-hmm. us your vision? What do you see as the role of music in education and society, and how do you intend to lead the Music Forward Foundation to fill that role? Right. Well, as, as you, your, your previous guest was also discussing the power of music, and as all your listeners probably know, I mean, it's, music is such a powerful voice, uh, force. Um, it is a universal language that influences everyone, and it, it lives in our hearts and in our memories and defines our most significant uh, moments. And the music industry creates these culture-shaping products with music, with artists, with brands. And that's why it is so critical to have diverse voices within the music industry. So we, we say that we transform young lives, we kickstart careers, but also we champion a more inclusive music industry. So we're working with the youth and improving economic opportunities for disadvantaged young people, but at the same time building a more diverse pipeline of talent to walk into the industry and enrich it with their voices. And I believe that as we continue to impress this mission and with our programs um, across the country and really affect youth, we at the same time helping to bring their voices into the industry and for them to be able to start to use the power of music to tell their stories and to help bring society and drive a culture together and increase our collective humanity. Well, that's and, a big vision. How did the foundation get started? You know, and, and, it, and I think that the vision kind of drives and is connected to some of that formation. We were formed in 1993 by the founders of the House of Blues, and they had envisioned a charitable arm to the venue that would bring the arts to schools and to communities uh, with programs that promoted cultural understanding, encouraged creative expression, and really manifested the core belief of unity in diversity. Help ever hurt Never. And these mottos still resonate deeply within our organization. And the current programs that we have are designed to help youth hone their interests and artistries and passion in music directly into professions. Well, I want to remind our listeners that uh, the Music Forward is not a grant-making organization, so don't call up and ask for money. But mm-hmm. it does operate programs, uh, like you've just noticed, and like you just uh, noted. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing it does give is scholarships. So let's start there. Yeah. Why don't you tell us something, something about the scholarship program? Excellent. Uh, excited about this program. We, um, this was our first year in 2018. We partnered with Live Nation U.S. Concerts Division, and um, we were able to activate these scholarships nationally for college students, for juniors and seniors in college that are preparing for careers in the live entertainment music business. Um, one scholarship is focused directly for young women as well, and then the other two, um, uh, any gender, uh, can, can, um, can apply and get awarded, but um, we give 
$30,000, three $10,000 grants, and this year uh, we were able to give it to um, a young man at Cal State Northridge, uh, a young girl at the Berkeley School of Music, and another young girl at um, the New School in New York. Well, we have some we have some music here, and I don't I don't know if these are scholarship winners, but we have some music here from some of your alums. I want to mm-hmm. I want to play um, uh, a little of this. Uh, it's this is uh, a woman who's now seventeen, and the boost she got from the Music Forward Foundation has just launched her career like a rocket. This is Raven Lane, and we're playing her song Spice. listeners who don't know who she is, right? She's now on a national tour. She's playing in lots of cities. She's playing in Seattle, Toronto, LA, San Francisco, and of course she's playing at the House of Blues in Boston. So when you hear about somebody like that, somebody who went through your program and is now filling venues across the country, is that what you hope for? Is that what success means to you? Great question, Patrick, because we want to give kids not only the skills and knowledge for success in the music industry, but success in anything they do um, and, and to, for them to be able to reach their highest potential in, in any of their endeavors. So yes, on one hand, we love that we were able to kickstart that career for her and help her hone her craft, um, but we hope she succeeds in, in anything that she does. I mean, she's signed with Atlantic Records, that she's playing the Voodoo Festival in a few weeks in New Orleans. That That's amazing for us, yes. You know, you you mentioned that uh, you want them to, your alums to um, su- be successful in all of their endeavors. And I'm going to have um, some comments uh, about that from one of your, uh, your partners in a minute or two. But another one of your programs, I think, does that is, is the Blue Schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why, why don't you just tell us about the Blue Schoolhouse and how that works? Uh, uh, this is one of our legacy programs. It's been around for 20 years. It's right now in uh, at the Boston House of Blues. Um, this is a program that traces the history of the blues music from its roots in African musical traditions through its emergence as a uniquely American musical form and how it's impacted we, we take the youth through a 70-minute performance from Africa in the 1500s through the social conditions that brought the blues, jazz, rock and roll, um, hip-hop, rap, and you see how intricately woven the African-American experiences to our American musical legacy. It's amazing. You know, it so happens uh, that I talked to one of your partners uh, this week, um, actually two days ago, Will Seymour, of the Lacer After School program. And uh, I don't know if you know that, you probably do, that the foundation actually built a recording studio at the school and bought music instruments for the students, which is very impressive. But um, he told me that over the years, he has found that there is an additional value to the program that Music Forward funded. Whether or not the program participants go into music, over 90% of them graduate from high school. So it turns out that learning music teaches life skills, and you guys are helping out a lot that way. 
Yeah, you know, when you see some of the statistics out there, we have uh, 1.2 million youth in this country that are disengaged. It means that they're not in school or not um, working. And I mean, 1.2 million, that's like the, the, the population of San Jose. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot. It is, you know, um, a significant portion of our American youth um, want to, we want to make sure that they're engaged. And uh, we know from our, um, our evaluations and assessments that 100% of our youth that have gone through our programs are either in school or working. And that's Congratulations. a that, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> that that uh, is a, a major feat for any nonprofit organization, and it's a major change in our country and a very positive one. Let me um, uh, remind our listeners that we're talking with uh, Nurit Tegel-Smith, the, the new executive director of the Music Forward Foundation of the House of Blues. Because we're on a tight schedule, I'm not, we're not going to take phone calls, but you can email your questions into her and we'll read them on the air. And in fact, some of you have already been doing so. So why don't I just go to some of these uh, email questions uh, immediately here. Uh, this is from Benny, and Benny's in North Hollywood. <laughs> oh, God. I should have read it first. He wants to know what happened to the House of Blues in, in Hollywood, and will it ever come back? <laughs> I should have expected that. <laughs> I know we're working on it. I, 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 have tell, I have to tell you that since I've been here, that is one of the, the, the questions I, I get often in Los Angeles. Um, okay. Right. We have lots of House of Blues around the country. so <laughs> Right, and including one in Anaheim that uh, anybody from Los Angeles can go to. Uh, yes. Sarah's uh, Sarah Secondo of Seattle, there's a tongue twister for you, Sarah Secondo from Seattle, uh, wants to know, does the foundation teach music or support music schools? You know, we when we moved from the International House of Blues Foundation to Music Forward about five years ago, we did this landscape analysis of the music education and music charity space. And what we found that there are a lot of organizations focused on music literacy, focused on um, giving um, instruments to kids and, and, and some of that music education piece. So we have really carving out significant space within the music business education, the career development. So we can bolt on and support a lot of the work that great nonprofits around the country are doing in the music education space and that we can help then change and, and, and uh, find that pathway from those uh, passions for the music and what the kids are doing already with the nonprofits and then help them actually turn that into professions. Okay. Um, Abazile, I think I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I, I uh, apologize. Abazile in New York City wants to know, how do we get more women into running record companies and producing mm -hmm. records? That's a great question. Um, this has been one of our major initiatives, uh, major focal points. There was research that came out of USC, the University of Southern California, uh, in March, earlier this year. Uh, Dr. Stacy Smith and her team there came, um, with data um, looking at um, the last uh, five plus years of um, awards and recognition and um, top 100 hits and such uh, came, we realized that there is a major uh, gender disparity within the industry. Uh, one music producer, female music producer, to every 49 male producers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you can go online and, and look at this research. Uh, we know that our are um, that music forwards constituents we have one female to every one male to every 1.3 excuse me one female to every 1.3 male so we are trying to break some of that systemic stuff that is happening 
and really empower young women to walk in the industry, connecting them with mentors, making the industry prepared and ready to help to elevate women and giving them as much skill and knowledge and social capital. What happens with, with a, a, a young woman that doesn't live in Los Angeles? We want to make sure that a young woman from Inglewood that has a chance to get introduced to top agents early on and start making those inroads and connections into the industry. And so okay. really trying to work that. Okay. Well, yeah. in addition to women, I know that you're also uh, involved in uh, increasing uh, diversity and, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I want to play an example of that, this is another one of your alums. Uh, this is uh, Nuestro Destino, and it's by Edward Alvarez. Oye bien, se sabe que yo la quiero. Escuche, escuche. ¿Cómo es posible yo vivir sin ti? Cuando no estás en tu vivo y amor y cuerpo y tus labios son regalos a mí Mi corazón ya sabe que para mí Y todo lo que pida sabe que te lo doy El dueño de tu corazón quisiera ser y yo no so that's one of your uh, your graduates, your alums, I would say, not graduates, alums. And so it really demonstrates that uh, uh, you are building a diversity in the music industry, too. And one way in which you're doing it, you have a lot of ways in which you're doing it. You've got some upcoming initiatives I want to talk about. I also want, want to talk uh, talk about one of the, the real big programs, uh, which I'm bringing uh, which I will bring up in a minute, but uh, tell us about the Ambassadors Council and the Culture Comeback Weeks. What are those? Mm -hmm. Mm. So the Ambassadors Council, you guys are hearing it first. We haven't even uh, uh, announced it publicly uh, um, in a press release yet, so it's quite exciting. We're building a group of brand ambassadors, high-vis artists that um, will help share our message out there, um, will help to galvanize youth around our mission. And we have Sophia Carson, Bootsy Collins, and Carlos Santana, who are jumping in as our inaugural ambassadors. Everybody will hear more about it in the next few weeks uh, when we uh, come out uh, more publicly on that. But uh, thank you for mentioning that. It's exciting news. You do have have the best (laughs) job ever. (laughs) Now, Um, uh, uh, I do want to talk about an ongoing program, and that's the All Access Fest, which is now opening today in Chicago and then moves on to Vegas and L.A. and New Orleans. Uh, So what is the All Access Fest? The All Access Fest. This is a career fair with a rock and roll twist. Uh, this is a, um, a free knowledge building and networking event for young people ages 16 to 22. Workshops, panels with industry leaders and employers, educational institutions. And this is our inaugural year doing it. We hope to, we're going to be doing it again next year. And um, as you said, uh, Chicago was today, Los Angeles, Las Vegas in New Orleans is next week. So go onto the website to find out more about it because we'd love to see 16 uh, to 22-year-olds uh, in those cities and, and hope to have more cities next year. I love it, a rock and roll uh, job fair. Now you also have mm-hmm. something else called Bring Down the House. What's, what's Bring Down the House? Bringing Down the House is our one of our seminal programs. This is our emerging artist incubator. Uh, we cultivate artists, and, and when you talk about our alumni, like Edwin Alvarez, whose music we just heard, many of them come out of this, um, this cultivator. This is um, where we leverage the in, you know, youth's interest in musical stardom, and we teach them about the business, technical aspects, performance, and introduce them to a range of careers in live music and entertainment. And this is an application process that will launch in January, so everybody should keep an eye out for that. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. I've got to have you back on. <laughs> There's Please. so much to talk about here. But we're out of time right now, except that there's a couple of very important things I have to ask you. How do people get involved? How can they be a partner? How can they be a volunteer? 
how can they uh, be a contributor? Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for asking that, Patrick. <laughs> uh, well, you, you know, our website helps guide you to the place that you find most um, comfortable and accessible for you to get involved. Um, we can't do what we do without partners and collaborators. There's ways to give, um, getting involved, sponsoring, partnering, volunteering. If you're an industry expert, if you know the music industry, reach out. We'd love to include you and connect you with, with the young people today. Um, and just connect with us. Hashtag us. Share us. Talk about us. We, we love um, creating um, buzz around this really critical work that we're doing and, and inspiring and empowering the next generation forward. Okay. Well, your enthusiasm um, pushes right through the speakers. I can I can tell that you're having a lot of fun, and the country is going to be a lot better because you're having a lot of fun. And I want to thank you. I know you're really busy. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. This has been a delight. Excellent. And and, and hobmusicforward.org, uh, please, please check us out and, and get to know us a little bit more. Reach out. Thank you okay, so much, Patrick. Thank you to your listeners, too, for great questions. Sure thing. That was uh, Nurit Siegel-Smith. She's the new executive director of the Music Forward Foundation of the House of Blues. Log on to www.hobmusicforward.org and become a part of it, become a partner, become a volunteer, become a donor, go to the events. If you're a young person getting involved in music, check them out because they can help a lot. All right, we have to take a break right now, and when we return, Whitney Ty is going to be with us. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Well, you know, for a getaway weekend or a week's escape, go to San Felipe. San Felipe can be best accessed through MySanFelipeVacation.com. And if you use the discount code MFLA5, you will get a 5% discount. So remember, MySanFelipeVacation.com, discount code MFLA5. We'll see you on the beach. Well, we are so glad to have Whitney Ty back for a full interview and to play her music. She's an extraordinary singer-songwriter who creates dream pop rooted in emotional honesty. She's simultaneously totally authentic and otherworldly. Right? Ty, Ty lost her mother to cancer when she was 10 years old, which surfaced her own health issues, including anxiety, depression, weight loss. She, she channeled those feelings into songs and poems and performing. So no matter the darkness inside of her, she found joy in music. Her singles led to albums and to breathtaking videos and then her amazing shockwave. And I have been very fortunate to see her live not once but twice, and I'm going to do so a couple more times. Uh, but in the meanwhile, uh, I want to introduce you to Whitney Ty. You're now in the front row for this interview. Whitney, welcome. Hello. Hi, Hello. Patrick. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Boy, I love your voice. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, I'm so first of all, I'm so glad you could join us uh, again. This is uh, really great. Um, you've been out there performing, and you have a concert coming up in, uh, in L.A., two concerts, actually, coming up in L.A. You want to tell people when and where? Yes, um, and I'm so grateful to have had you at uh, one of our concerts, so that's exciting. We're going to be playing this Sunday at the Hudson um, 
it's a show hosted by TMI Hollywood, which is similar to like SNL. It's like a skit type um, show, and we're going to be providing the entertainment for that. That starts at about 8 p.m., so that's going to be really exciting. Um, you can find tickets to that um, on my social media pages, uh, WhitneyTimeMusic.com. And we'll also be playing at the Hotel Cafe on November 11th, which is a Sunday night at 8 p.m. as well. So we hope uh, to see you there if you haven't already caught one of our shows. And actually on the uh, the Hotel Cafe uh, show, let me uh, tell our listeners, buy your tickets in advance because it's not a big room and it'll fill up and you don't want to be standing out in the alley being told <laughs> that you can't get in. Okay. All right. Now you have a um, an upcoming an upcoming song release, and you have generously given me one of the songs an upcoming album release. So I want to introduce you to our listeners. You know the five people out there who don't know who you are yet with this song, which is "How Was I Supposed to Know." <laughs> saw you at the hotel cafe um, it was your style that really stopped me Um, and we'll talk about (laughs) that later but as I stood there and I listened your voice just captured me it like your voice in that song Um, you get just the right amount of breath into it it gives a hint of vulnerability but it comes from a place of strength how do you do that did it take you a lot of attempts to get that just right on that track I'm not sure. I think, I mean, for the most part, any time I've performed in my life, it's um, being on stage or, or be, being behind a microphone. Um, it always feels like the right place. It feels like we're on most in connection with me, uh, the inner me, because I think we're so overwhelmed and inundated every day with the amount of stresses and things that we have to go through in life that if we have an outlet to be able to pour you know, our emotions into, I think we should you know, be very conscious of that. And for me, performance has always been that conscious place of okay aha like I feel comfortable here I feel loved here I feel safe here so for me it's more of just um, a natural ebb and flow of when I get up to perform well it sure works and 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 of course the songwriting that goes with it works too there there are some great (laughs) lines in that song but the line that 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 I'm always constantly thinking about is growing older meant to end, but far from over. Um, you've got a half a century before you need to start thinking about growing older. <laughs> is, is that about your future self or you kind of creating yeah, nostalgia from, from the future? I, I think, well, I mean, that line in particular in the song um, is, direct, is directly towards um, a past love that I had, you know, had a very deep romance with and, um, you know, our, our, our time was short. It wasn't meant to go on, but, um, you know, the love I know would, would stay forever and it would never, you know, it would, it wouldn't stop. It would just keep growing and evolving into something else, even if we weren't together any longer. So, but I, I feel that way about love. I think love is something that morphs and changes. It's not something that just stops and disappears. Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, I kept, kept reading that line and thinking, wait a minute, no, that's not the girl I'm, the girl I'm seeing on on the stage there. Um, <laughs> there's a video, and I love the video, but I have to ask you, uh, you're there's a horse in the video, and you and the horse look like your old friends. Are you a horsewoman? 
I love animals. I always, I just want them to be part of you know, my visuals because I feel that animals are just the purest uh, example of nature. They they're forgiving. They're you know they're innocent. There's just they they display all the beautiful things that I feel that humans can look to if they want to know the answers to how to deal with uh, situations. So, but the horse in that video is symbolic of this kind of um, majestic uh, portion. It's a kind of like the inner you, that majestic portion of you that I think that we don't get to appreciate. So, that video is about purity. It's about um, reflect reflection on on pain it's about realizing that you and nature and the universe are one element um not separate well i would i love the way that you approached it and took it and, and took the horse's head in your hands and kissed it uh, and and we have a, my wife and i have uh have ridden horses and my wife still rides horses um does dressage now so we know a lot about horses and you don't always walk up to a horse and take it, take his nose and, and, and kiss it. Sometimes no, you and I know it's funny. I've always been very afraid, afraid of horses because they're just such powerful animals. And I just never had been that close to one before. So it was exciting to like be near an animal that was very um, wow. uh, docile and just really gentle. And it gave me uh, a newfound appreciation and let like removed my fear totally of horses. <laughs> My respect for you goes up even more. Let's play another song. Uh, this is one from the Metamorphosis album and another song that I'm still thinking about, which is very aptly entitled Enigma. I know that that your life has had some dark places, um, and and frankly, you know many of the artists I talk to use music to to come through those dark places. Is songwriting and singing a kind of therapy for you? I don't know. I've been singing and songwriting even before the trauma had started. I think the trauma was more of an affirmation of saying, "All right, well now I have a duty to the to the world," you know, just to to be that shoulder that people can lean on, to be that friend that when people feel alone that they don't have. So for me, it's more of a mission. I, I write because I want, I want to help people and I want to give them that comfort that I might've missed out on, you know, when I was younger. So uh, it's kind of my service, you know, I'm, I'm doing a service. I'm writing to heal people. Well, it seems to work. You know, when you perform, you're really intense. You you, you really are connected to the audience. Uh, it, it's um, and some people aren't. You know, some people just doing their thing. But you you pull that off very well. In fact, let me play a song of yours that's again from the Metamorphosis album that demonstrates okay. exactly how intense you can be. Um, this is underwater. <laughs> Oh. 
That's uh, underwater. Yeah, you call your your music dream pop. You know, like like the music of uh, my bloody Valentine or Lush. But in listening to your songs, especially that song, it seems like you go farther than just dream pop. You not only seek to surround the listener with dreams, with music dreams, but also you kind of want to become a voice inside your listener's head. Do you realize that? Is that strategically planned? I I don't usually plan. I mean, you know, it's. I write, I have so many musical influences that I think sometimes I don't even realize that a lot of those are coming through. You know, I grew up listening to rock and roll, to Motown. Um, you know, Michael Jackson was like spinning on my CD player when I was just a little kid. So like, I, I just grew up with a lot of artists who were really forward in their fashion, forward in their attitude. And I love that. I love that sass, you know, that rock and roll sass. And I think that that maybe is part of my identity now it's just like I identify with people who who have something to say and they're not afraid to stand up and say it with full emotion and vulnerability so that I'm very attracted to that well you do that yourself and uh, let me remind our listeners um, that uh, we are talking with Whitney Ty and you can talk with her you can call in uh, 347-215-7511 or if you're sitting there at work with your headphones on Email us. In fact, some of you have already emailed us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's, let's do some of those emails. Uh, Rebecca in Atlanta. <laughs> Rebecca says, I love your clothes, the photos on the website. Do you make them yourself? No, but I spend a lot of time putting things together. It's, uh, fashion has always been one of I – mean, I went to school for uh, fine arts, so fashion is definitely something that um, interests me. Um, if I had the time, you know, the full time to dedicate, I probably would make my own stage costumes. But in the meantime, I just really spend a lot of time picking the right pieces. And sometimes I modify my own pieces. Um, but that'll be in the future. I definitely will probably make my own fashion line of sorts because it's something I'm interested in. Okay. Well, I, I have to agree with her. I have, to, I have to agree with you. You have marvelous uh, stage costumes. Uh, Tanya95 in Tampa says, we could use a little uh, a little dream pop down here to forget about the weather. Do you ever play on, <laughs> do you ever play on, the, on the Southeast Coast? I have not played on the Southeast Coast, but I'm definitely going to make it out there at some point. I do have family and friends out there, so it's possible that um, in the near future, I could be coordinating some shows there. So if you're listening, <laughs> um, okay. I hope I can see you out there at one of the shows. All right. And you have just uh, proven uh, something you said earlier, that, that you love animals, because I can hear one in the background. Who is that? <laughs> I can always count on her to uh, to bark in an interview. <laughs> um, I love animals very much, love them since I was a child. So um, if I can surround myself with my own farm one day with all these cute animals that I can care for, that would make me the happiest person. <laughs> so, so who are we listening? Who are we hearing barking? That's my dog, Zena. Okay. She's, uh, well. she's my nine-and-a-half-year-old bundle of uh, incredibly cute and smart uh, sass, just like her mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have studio dogs too, but we do our best to keep them out of the studio. Um, my engineer uh, demands that he says their, their hair gets gets in the equipment, and he's got to clean out the fans. Oh, all no. the time. Yeah, you don't have that problem. That's understandable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she goes see. everywhere yeah. with me. She's in the studio. She's all over. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, you. I guess you clean your fans out more, more frequently we than do. we do. Um, <laughs> Reginald Dodger in Charlotte, another one from the South. Um, are you from the South? You have kind of a Southern accent in your singing voice. Interesting. No, I'm, I'm a New York City girl uh, through and through. Um, I'm not really sure where I get that twang in my singing voice. Sometimes people even say that I sound English. I think I just tend to channel whatever, you know, mood or emotion I'm in. I, that's what I do. Like, I feel like I paint emotions more than I focus on a specific style. So I tend to channel artists um, of my, in my history. That, that might be why you hear that sometimes. Okay. 
All right. Um, well, I want to play some more uh, some more music here, and, and, and another one of your fabulous songs. That, well, that, actually, I think this is the best song um, that we have, and I have all of your songs. It was so hard to to take to decide which ones. <laughs> Because we have the new upcoming album, we've got uh, Metamorphosis album, we've got uh, several folders full of uh, files of yours. You've got you've got quite a catalog. So I finally decided, uh, after much agony, um, well, much listening, it certainly was an agony, that um, I want to play uh, Gravity. So here's Gravity. Awesome. Only want to live in the That we, we we listened to everything. It was a tough choice to make, but that was the one. Uh, and you were telling me uh, off air about it that that's the first one on the album. So what were you telling me off air about that? Um, well, that song was the first song I had written to kick off that album, and I I had made the conscious um, decision to to put the song order um, in the order in which I was experiencing um, that portion of my life because I wanted people to also feel like they were part of that change or that they could use the album as a way for them to go through their own metamorphosis of change. Um, So the honesty of the track listing is literally from start to finish. I wrote that. uh, That's the order of what I was going through in the matter of eight months. So um, it's, it was, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's important to, um, to even be very um, illustrative in, in the way that Metamorphosis was compiled because it was a very visual album. Very cinematic album. That, uh, yes. At least from the listener uh, viewpoint. And, you know, I've listened to that song this week probably 30 times. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the lyrics, well, we do that uh, as preparation for interviewing anybody. Uh, <laughs> the lyrics in it are are very piercing. They're kind of like minor notes. They really know how to get to you. And, and one there that uh, I always come back to is running out of air. There goes my last flare. Wow. Uh, that uses the language of now, of right now to encapsulate yeah. both the personal and the universal that could describe a relationship or it could describe the state of the world. Um, yeah. What drove you to wrote to write that particular line? Well, the that the, that particular line for me, I mean, it, you, I think you hit it right on the head. Like at that time, it was like now or never. You know, this is my last chance to to tell the world um, who I am and um, tell them my begin to tell them my story because I feel like my story is so complex that I have to start somewhere and and that was like my release. I guess I was so afraid at the time to just bear all and and be vulnerable about my life. And I had held my pain inside for so long and been strong with it that I didn't allow myself to get angry or to feel emotions. So that was my, my, my way of saying, this is, this is my last chance. I could die tomorrow and I don't want to, I don't want to wake up and regret um, or miss that chance to do something about it. Well, we're certainly glad you didn't. Uh, because it allowed you to, <laughs> you wouldn't be here. It also allowed you to write some more lines. Um, and uh, the yeah. energy is trapped, no longer flowing into my dreams and aspirations. Uh, somehow, I think there's a lot of energy flowing into your dreams and aspirations. So, uh, just not what the negative. The, 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, what does the future hold for Whitney Ty? What, what are the dreams and aspirations? What's on your your horizon now? I'm just I'm just super excited to keep writing and growing as a songwriter and collaborating with amazing artists and you know just to keep building my catalog and performing for for people who need that therapy and you know I mean it's always been my dream um to just perform and on a large scale and and be able to reach people with my poetry and so that I can help them deal with the things in life that maybe they don't know how to deal with and you know, I think sometimes, I mean, lyrics for me, especially musicians, have been my therapists for years. So it's, <laughs> it's almost my my duty to give back, you know. I, I like that. The lyrics are my therapists. Okay. Right. That's cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Well, well Whitney, uh, uh, you're my therapist right now. And your lyrics have oh. been our therapist here at the studio all week. And we really enjoyed it so much. Before you, we're just about out of time. Uh, before you go, once again, tell us where we can see you live. I know you've got two performances coming up. Yes. Okay, I have two shows. Uh, one at the Hudson in Los Angeles, California, on Sunday, uh, October 14th, which is this Sunday. Uh, it's at 8 p.m. And then you can catch me again at the Hotel Cafe on November 11th at 8 p.m. on the second stage. Um, that's going to be an awesome show too. You can find my music at um, multiple platforms, WhitneyTimeMusic.com, CD Baby, iTunes, Bandcamp. You can stream me on Spotify. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Whitney Ty. You can find me that way. Okay. Well, and we will find you that way. And then next year we'll see, we'll see you at, oh, I don't know, the forum, I think. It'll be a a stage big enough to contain your talent. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for being with us today. I will see you at the Hudson. I will see you at the Hotel Cafe. And I will, I'm, going to, I'm going to keep your, uh, your lyrics close to me because I frequently do need a therapist. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for all the listeners and, and the people who have written in. I'm, I'm very gracious for all of you today. So I look forward to speaking with you again. That's Whitney Ty, and again, if you uh, if you're in LA, you can see her at the Hudson. Uh, it's on Santa Monica Boulevard, um, or you can see her at the Hotel Cafe. If you're not in LA, download her music at WhitneyTyMusic.com. And while you're there, check out her made-to-order T-shirts and stream her on Spotify. Well, it's that time for me to tell you that you have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the CyberStation USA Network the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates, including the Artistic Echoes Network in England. You're going to hear us tomorrow. Uh, Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, get real-time update on our guest. Our production uh, manager is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern, well, we don't have an intern anymore because um, Angeline Serrano has her own radio show. You go, girl. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, or you can get us on iTunes. We're on iTunes every day. Tune in next week. Next week, we're going to have Sam Ravina, and if we're really lucky, we don't know this quite yet, but if we're really lucky, the Hoffman sisters will be here. And we've also invited the owner of Civic Center Studios, which is a very, very interesting New venue uh, now operating in Los Angeles. It's a movie studio by day and a uh, and a rock and roll uh, venue uh, on the weekend. So we're trying to get uh, Pete, uh, the owner, um, to tell us about what it means to run a, a music venue. So check out our music, our Twitter stream, and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on all of our guests. In the meanwhile, we're going to give you some more of Gravity to listen to, and uh, have a great musical weekend. Only wanna live in the Gravity's